Ah, yes, it is here. Less than 24 hours from when this podcast is posted, Rangers baseball is back. Opening day is a day I truly look forward to every year. It's made sweeter this year by the fact that it comes almost four months late. At this point, it doesn't even matter to me how the Rangers do. I just can't wait to settle in each night and watch some baseball. The sounds and sights of the season. I'm a little sad fans aren't allowed. Kind of wish I was a journalist who covered the team at the moment so I could be here in person. I've made several opening days in my lifetime and they are so amazing. Tomorrow we start a 60-game journey like nothing we have ever experienced. The pandemic is still among us. The season may not even finish. But tomorrow we will watch the Rangers play one of the 2020... Shoot. But tomorrow we will watch the Rangers play game one of the 2020 season. So how will the team do? Do they even have a shot of making the postseason? Can they win the American League West? Can their pitching staff hold teams like the Angels and Astros and the Dodgers down enough to win games? There are these questions and more going into the 2020 season. Time will answer them, obviously. And now is the time to start getting those answers finally. I never thought I would be talking about opening day in late July. But here I am. In this opening day eve special, we will take a look at the Rangers' final 30-man team and break down who they are for you. We'll look at the schedule and find all the wins that we can in there. We'll break down the lineup and what we think of it. We'll talk about Globe Life Field and the dimensions. We will dig into the starting five and our predictions of how they will do. And then, when we're done with all that, we'll debut our spoof song based on Rockstar by Nickelback called 2020 Baseball. Spoiler alert, it's funny, but we're not music producers, so it's kind of terrible, and the singer is not all that great. It's me, by the way. I hope you'll stick with us all season and help us to grow the podcast. Our numbers keep rising, so thank you for that. Don't forget to check out our store over at therangerreport.com. We hope you'll choose us for news and analysis about the Rangers. We are not professional writers, but we have a passion for the team, and we hope that shows. Coming up after this short break, we'll take a look at the 30-man roster and start breaking down the schedule. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. Hey, guys. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast.
All right, let's get right to it, shall we? Here are the 30 guys who will be starting on the Major League Club this season. Let's begin with starting pitching. We have Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, Corey Kluber, Kyle Gibson, and Jordan Lyles. There are really absolutely no surprises here at all for Rangers fans. Lyles and Gibson have been better than four or five starters in their careers, or at least for most of their careers. It's going to be interesting to see if they can do it again. Can they play above their heads? Can they play better than they've played in their career? We will see. If they do, then the Rangers may have a shot this year. Let's look at the bullpen. We still have Jose LeClerc as our closer. And then we have Jesse Chavez, Nick Goody, Jonathan Hernandez, who really impressed people during uh, summer camp this year. They really liked what they saw from him. Luke Farrell, Edison Volquez, Ian Jabalt, Joe Palumbo, and Colby Allard. Now, Colby Allard had a pretty rough outing yesterday in the game, um, but, you know, the last uh, spring training summer camp game warm-up before they start the season. Now, some of the players in the pen you might not know much about, and that's okay. Palumbo, Jabalt, if you watched any of the uh, the summer camp that we did, you got to see a little bit of those guys, Farrell and Goody as well, but we know Chavez, we know LeClerc, Hernandez, if you paid attention at all, you know that he was really impressing. Volquez, again, very good if he can get his stuff and do what he needs to do. Several of them would not be on the club had it not been expanded to 30. Now, one notable player left off is Johandra Mendez. Mendez has had trouble, uh, let's just say, following rules since he's been with the club. They had to discipline him a couple of seasons ago. So he has now been taken off the 40 and the 60-man roster so that they could finish out their roster for the uh, the 60 that they have going forward. Now, of course, 30 of them will be across the way at Globe Life Park to be uh, to be ready to go if they're needed, and the other 30 right now will be with the team. Also, left-handed Taylor Hearn was very close to making the team, but he was beat out by Farrell, Allard, and Palumbo. So, Brock Burke was another left-hander left off. My thoughts will we'll probably see some of these guys during the 2020 season. The Rangers are going to be rotating guys in and out. And once again, these young guys, if they come in and blow a couple of games, you know, in the first two weeks of the season, I think you're going to see them moved out and someone else moved in with that very unique uh, club of six, or, sorry, group of 30 that will be across the street rehearsing, rehearsing. It's not a music thing, guys. Practicing. Uh, for the season, so it will be interesting to see how the Rangers play that. Let's move on here to catchers. No surprises here as well. Robinson Chirinos, Jeff Mathis, and Jose Trevino. Trevino had a great summer camp, and he was good when he was called up in 2019. He is the Rangers catcher of the future. Mathis is a good veteran backup, a good presence to have on the team. Uh, did not do real well at the plate last year. Did well behind the plate, which is really why the Rangers brought Mathis in. Mathis will do good this year, really, to help Trevino and to back up Chirinos. I think he will be a good player, a good solid catcher for this team when he gets called on to play. And, uh, by the way, speaking of Chirinos, it's really good to have him back on the club, to be honest. All right, let's move on to the infield. This one... Uh, we'll stop at the first one, Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier came in to play third base. Todd Frazier was beat out by someone who we'll get to later on in this list. Todd Frazier is going to be 
the everyday first baseman for the most part, which also affects some other guys. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. And that's one guy is next on the list, Ronald Guzman. Ronald Guzman made the team, but he is going to be a backup to Todd Frazier at first base. Then you have Rob Refsnyder, who's also a backup at first base. And, uh, you know, he, he can do other things besides first base, which is why they took him over Bird. Uh, Bird probably very disappointed. I know there was a big battle between Guzman and Bird, and Guzman won out. And I'm sure Bird is disappointed, but hopefully he just works on his game, gets better, and when he does finally get the call up, he is ready to go. Then, of course, you've got Rugnet Odor at second. You've got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at third because he won that position again during summer camp. Of course, Elvis Andrus is shortstop, and then you've got Nick Solak as the utility guy, and he can also play outfield, so he is a very versatile player. Uh, if you haven't seen Nick Solak, you will enjoy watching him play this year. He's got a lot of energy. He's very fast. He's a very good player, um, so really good-looking infield. And then, of course, the outfield, it is so nice to see that Willie Calhoun has beat that injury where he thought he wouldn't be back during the first week of the season. He is back and ready to go. He will be the starting left fielder in tomorrow night's game. Then, of course, Danny Santana is going to be starting in center field for the majority of the games, and Joey Gallo will be starting in right field. And the good thing is these guys have got to do spring training here. One thing we hadn't really thought about, and I'll break into this now, is Globe Life Field. The players had not played at Globe Life Field, still haven't except for the couple of scrimmage games and then the two against Colorado they played earlier this week. So they need to learn how those walls work, how the bounce is. It's going to have some strange bounces out there in right and left field. And Gallo and um, Calhoun now have had a chance to look at that and to play it out there and to see how that stuff bounces around, and so have other guys. It's going to be a little different than it was at Globe Life Park, and I think it's good that these guys had a little bit of a chance to take a look at that uh, before the season starts, and now they kind of know what's going on in the outfield. Of course, it's still going to take some really weird bounces that we're not going to be expecting to see. Still going to do some really weird things out there, and, of course, another thing about Globe Life Field and Joey Gallo, it's a lot further to center field, to left center, to right center, to get the ball out of there. It's bigger. It's more of a pitcher's park from what I understand, and I don't know how much that is going to affect Joey's numbers. It may make his home runs go down this year, or it may not. You know, he has the power to get it out. It's just now if you hit the ball the way it would have gone out in Globe Life Park, it may not exactly go out in Globe Life Field. So we will see how that works out as the season gets going starting tomorrow. All right, then, of course, Shinsu Chu is an outfielder slash DH. He will be the main DH every day. And he has really, the first few years, I was not happy about him coming here. He didn't seem like he was really fulfilling that contract. But the last few years, he has been a staple. He has been a veteran. And he's been someone that gets on base a lot. So tip my hat, well-deserved the starting nod this year. Of course, he didn't get it last year, and that was some controversy because he probably deserved it last year, and uh, he did not get it. So it will be interesting to see how Chu does with this whole uh, the whole thing this year. But he, he's going to be bouncing back and forth between the outfield and DH. And then to round out the roster, Scott Heineman and then Leody Tavares. Again, no surprises there, but Tavares is in majors earlier than expected. No one expected it to be him for him to be here quite this early, if I could speak the English language. But Chris Woodward said he did everything that he could do and more to make this club, which is a good thing for your manager to say about you. 
if you want that guy to make the club. So, if you haven't been watching or paying attention, Frazier beat out Kinder Falifa. I mean, Kinder Falifa beat out Frazier at third, like we said. And uh, Falifa looked great, and his bat looked great as well. So that, in a nutshell, is your 30-man roster you will see on the field and in the dugout tomorrow night. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the games with the cardboard cutout fans uh, and the the noises that Michael Gruber and uh, Chuck Morgan throw at us. It's going to be fun, I think, completely. I think it's going to be a good thing to watch. And I really look forward to uh, what's going to happen this season. I think it will be fast and furious. And uh, that is your roster brought to you by nobody. All right. uh, Up next, we're going to talk about the schedule. All right. We are going to look at every game in the schedule, or at least every series, and predict. So here we go. The Rangers start the season in July, of course, tomorrow against the Colorado Rockies for three games. If it goes anything like the uh, two games we saw earlier this week, I have the Rockies winning two of three of those games. So that puts the Rangers at one and two. Then they play the Arizona Diamondbacks here for two games, and I have them splitting that uh, series right there. Then they go on the road to play the Giants. Uh, I have them winning two out of three against the Giants. And uh, remember all that? Now, they haven't faced any American League West teams yet, but they finally, after a day off, get to the Athletics. The Athletics, unless it is, I'm way off in my, uh, in my thought process and my predictions, the Athletics are going to be, I think, better than the Rangers. So I think on the road they take one out of three. Against the Angels they also take one out of three. And against the Mariners I think they finally take two out of three. Uh, and then they finally get back home. I'm sorry. The Angels and Mariners are at home. So Athletics they take two out of three or one out of three in, on the road. Angels one out of three at home. Mariners two out of three at home. Then they go back on the road to face off against the Rockies again. I think this time they'll return the favor and win two of those three. Then they have the Padres two home, two away, which is really strange, but I think they will go three and one in that series. Then they face off against the Seattle Mariners, and uh, they will be two and one, I believe, in that series. And then August will round off with four against the Athletics, uh, and that will be at home. And unless the Rangers surprise me, I think they will be one and three in that series right there. Hopefully, like I said, I'm wrong. And then, uh, again, they round out with Athletics in three against the Dodgers will be the final series in the month of August. And I think the Dodgers will win two out of three on that home series for the Rangers. That takes us to 34 games played. I think uh, at this point they need 18 to 20 wins. And I have them at 17 and 17 at this point of the season. Uh, I think the Rockies... The Dodgers, the Athletics, and the Angels all should be really good. And I think they take the series from the Rangers earlier in the season, like I said. I hope the Rangers surprise me, but as I'm looking at the season and at the schedules, I just don't see them winning the series I said they didn't. And again, I can be surprised. All of a sudden, someone can boom out like we never expected them to and be great. Hopefully, I am wrong about that. I don't see them winning this series, and they are not going to sweep the Mariners and Padres. All right, let's look at September. The Astros, for the first time, by the way, is the first series, and it will be on the road, so I think the Rangers go one and two. Then they play the Mariners. 
again, three and one or two and two, one of those. Against the Angels, at home, they go two and one. Against the Athletics, at home, they go two and one. Then they face the Astros on the road. The Astros are used to pushing toward the playoffs, so I think they sweep the Rangers in that series. And then the Angels, I think they go one and two against again. I think they split the second series against the Diamondbacks on the road at one and one. And then they finish off with the Astros at home, and I think they are going to split that four-game series two and two. That will make their final number for the season 29 and 31. And remember, I said earlier, I believe they needed at least 32 to 34 wins to make the playoffs. Now, I know I'll be wrong on a few things, so this is a plus or minus three in my opinion. So the Rangers could be 26 and 32, or could win 26 games, and they could also win 32 games if things go different, but I don't see them winning more than 32 games with the schedule that they have in this 60-game season. And that definitely will not be enough to win the West. I think, uh, well... I'm going to post this on my site as well. I'd like you guys to argue with me if you want to. Please give me reasons to be wrong. Tell me I'm being too pessimistic. I would love it because at this point, here is how I have the American League West uh, filling out the rest, uh, or I'm sorry, filling out the 2020 season. I have the Astros finishing at 37 and 23 in first place. I have the Athletics finishing at 34 and 26 in second place. I have the Angels finishing at 31 and 29 in third place. The Rangers at 29 and 31 in fourth place. And the Mariners at 24 and 36 in last place. So, please feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about because I really want to be wrong in this instance. But from everything I've looked over over the last few days, this is how I see the division playing out. And if it's perfect, I might start gambling. Um, But hopefully... The Angels and Rangers will swap positions, and maybe even the Athletics and Rangers. I would love it, but it all just depends on how things work out in the end, and we all know the Athletics always seem to find a way to win. I'm not sure how, no matter who they have on their roster. So I always have a little, uh, a little. I don't trust the fact that if people say they're not going to be good, I don't trust that. They always seem to find a way to be good and make a, a run toward the playoffs at the end of the season here over the last five years or so. All right, let's switch to prediction time, everybody. These are my predictions for the first of several things at Globe Life Field. I say the first strikeout is going to be one Lance Lynn. Now, that one is kind of cheap since he's the first guy for the Rangers that's going to pitch on opening day, and I think he'll at least have one strikeout. So, yes, that one is my lock for my uh, predictions here. First hit, I think Elvis Andrus. Of course, if you watched the uh, Rangers on Twitter earlier today in their video, they chose uh, Shinsu Chu as the first guy to get a hit, but I am going with Elvis. I am going with Elvis Andrus. First home run, I went back and forth between a few people, and I was going to settle on Joey Gallo, but I wound up settling on Rugnet Odor. I think he had a hot summer camp, and I think think he's going to wind up being the first home run in Globe Life Field. I think Elvis gets the first steal. And of course, to go along with Rugnet Odor, why not? I have him also getting the first strikeout. And because he is brand new to first base, I have Jeff Frazier getting the first error of uh, the season and of Globe Life Field. 
All right, that is my predictions for the first of certain things in Global Life Field. Of course, I didn't cover everything, and, uh, you know, I didn't cover a lot of different things, actually, but that's all right. I didn't want to make this too long. I just want it to be a celebration of uh, 2020 and the start of the season. So everyone go out there and enjoy the beginning of this 60-game Rangers season tomorrow night. Of course, baseball itself begins tonight with the Nationals against the Yankees. So I hope you enjoyed our look back, our look ahead of the 2020 season, and I hope that you can convince me that I'm wrong about the Rangers' record of 29 and 31. But to to uh, honor the opening of baseball, we have written a spoof song here called "2020 Baseball," based on "Rockstar" by Nickelback. So uh, sit back, uh, turn your headphones down, and enjoy it. Good night, everybody. It's July, I finally swung a bat And when I do, I have to be wearing a mask This pandemic has me sitting at home for free No money for me Now we're back trying to make the team The only place to watch is the online stream The balls are flying and the bats are swinging Tell me what that means Now the difference is we only play the West our games are cut down to 60, I confess My stats won't be exactly what they used to be I wouldn't trade this life for staying at home I was pretty darn tired of swinging alone It's hard to win a game when you're playing by yourself Well, the sounds are back and the roof is closed I can only mean it's really, really time to go to play some baseball 50 games starting now and ending in the fall The strikes come easy or my hits go deep I finally have someone telling me how to eat And we'll play ball in some empty places Listen to that noise from cardboard faces And we'll hang out in a hotel room Waiting for the bus to take us where we'll resume Saying, hey, hey, it's 2020 baseball Fortune and fame Finally get to play some baseball 60 games starting now and ending in the fall The strikes come easy, hope my heads go deep I finally have someone telling me how to eat And we'll play ball in some empty places Listen to that noise from cardboard faces And we'll hang out in a hotel room Waiting for the bus to take us where we'll resume Saying, hey, hey, it's 2020 baseball Baseball. Hey, hey, it's 2020 baseball.